Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back. Welcome back. We had a week off, and um, I wanted to take, I took the week off because I actually had, again, some busy time at work, so I needed to focus on that. But I'm back, and we're back. I want to first start off by thanking everybody for the immense amount of feedback I got on the last episode. It's so funny. Last episode was like a twofold episode. Um, if you haven't already checked it out, go back and check it out. I did um, the episode is called What You Doing With Your Will. And it was um, the episode, the first half of the episode talked about estate planning, how simple it is, how important it is, particularly for those who have children to make a plan for what what you should have what should happen to your children if you are no longer here. I know it's very morbid, but death is the only thing in this life that's guaranteed, and so we need to make sure that we plan for it so that you're not worried about it or concerned about it while you're living because the next time it has to come up or be dealt with, you won't be here to deal with it. And so thank you for all the feedback. Um I think I got the most feedback Um, Just personal people reaching out to me calling me not even through people, you know, people who I know personally calling me who I listened to the episode and and, you know, letting me know that they were going to make some changes or or took took some um, took something from that episode. Shout out to my cousin who Tracy who called me um, text me and let me know she was really um, moved by the episode and um, she was very, very um very very interested in moving forward with that for her own life and her own family so shouts to to you Tracy and I'm happy to hear that you're doing that it's such a great thing because you know it's something that you don't have to worry about and and everyone thinks they know what you want and until it comes time when they have to actually enact or do what you want and it's always best for people to know exactly what you want so that they can really live out your wishes so um I'm, I'm really proud of that episode if you haven't already listened to it please go ahead and listen to it um, and share it with anyone who you think would be interested Um, it's really an important episode episode and I and I I don't say that lightly because I know again if you listen to episode I, I experienced losing a parent at a young age and I was happy that my mother's whole thing was kind of set up and there wasn't any issues and also happy that I had just kind of crossed over the threshold into being an adult because had I not been an adult there would have been things that needed to be done for me that I wouldn't have been able to do for myself. And it's just important that that is like designated and outlined. So, um, so shouts to everyone who took, took the time to reach out to me about that episode. The second part of the episode being the, what, what you're doing and the, what you're doing text that got a lot of feedback, you know, from like, in like the comments and texts and, and messages and kind of got the discussion started about dating and, and how it is to date. And, um, it's very interesting, this idea of men wanting to date women or go or entertain. I don't even know what word to use because all those words are not what people are doing. Men wanting to sleep with women is the basic, but not wanting to do the thing that usually, you know, used to constitute dating, you know, getting to know each other, going out, planning things, going out to dinner, going out to lunch, taking a walk, going to a movie, you know, going to all those things that things that constitute an actual um, dating period um, have been considered to be a lost art. And, um, you know, I don't know how many of you, so this is going to, I'm just going to follow up on this really quickly because I had, I listened to other podcasts as well. And I listened to the Joe Button podcast. I'm not sure if if you do, 
Joe Button and his friends have a podcast. They talk about music and other stuff. And it's an all-guy podcast, which, you know, I don't listen to podcasts only because it's some, some people that I totally support. Sometimes I listen to podcasts just because I really want to hear perspective of other people. And sometimes I'll be listening to his podcast and like three minutes in, I'll just turn it off. Sometimes, you know, usually it's like a two and a half hour podcast. Sometimes I'll turn it off like halfway through. It all depends. I, I can get funny with the really, really long podcast. But um, more recently, you know, I've been listening to him. If you don't know the story, Joe Button is now single. He was engaged. He had a baby, but now he's single. And the, the, the guys on the podcast, the way they talk about dating, the way they talk about women, and these are men who have access to a lot of women. Um, and I'm not sure the types of women they have access to, but it doesn't seem like they have access to women who like go to work every day um, because of the way they speak about women. And I, I the reason I bring that up is because if you think about it, the, the way in which the 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 way in which they perpetuate the narrative about how women are if that's what men think then it makes sense why they're approaching dating in this way of just like a woman only wants extravagant if you can't give extravagant you need to just give her nothing but basically sex it's a very it's a weird like i I don't know if it's social media i don't know what's happening and maybe the women that i know maybe i'm in a bubble and the women that I know are one way. And then there's just this whole sector of women out there who are different. I can't tell. But I'm, I think we're having a communication problem between men and women. Um, social media is in the middle. And I think that's not making, that's not helping. And so this idea of, of dating and, and, and who's supposed to pay and what, when you're, when you should feel comfortable spending money on a person and to court and date is very interesting. Um, it also leads to this other conversation that we're going to have one day. The, today is not the day. Um, about the exchange of money for sex, um, you know, because it, it's part of the dating conversation, whereas that, you know, there, there are transactions and things and places and spaces where people can actually go and technically pay for sexual gratification. Um, but there's also this transaction that's happening amongst people who aren't in the profession of, of sex work, who where there's this like idea that if I give you you give me and again that's been going on since the beginning of time but the number seems to be getting lower and lower these days and I'm not sure why you know that's why I had brought up before the conversation about $40 um, and if you're on social media at all and, and paying attention in ways that I wasn't until my sister pointed it out about this $40 there's a lot of memes that go around about a man giving a woman $40 in exchange for sex and I am flabbergasted by that. As the financial emancipator, I'm going to tell you, ladies, don't have sex with somebody for $40. That's what I'm going to tell you. Now, my sister will, I hear her scream in my ear. You don't know people's circumstances. People may need $40. I'm not saying you don't need it. I'm just saying raise the price because this is like a supply and demand thing. And if the price is $40, it only can go lower from there, right? Things can only go on sale. And if you start at 40, you can only go lower. That's just economic. So if you start at 40, you're going to end up one day taking 10. Just raise the price if that's what you want to do. And that's not an endorsement or a condemnation. It's just saying from the financial emancipator standpoint, raise the price. Um, so that was just kind of a, a follow up and a little extension of last of the last episode um, that I wanted to cover. Just talking about this idea of this of money, how it plays into all of our interpersonal relationships. You know, um, it, it's a really, it's really interesting in the dating world because there's all this back and forth. There's all this, um, 
there's all this, I want to say, pressure on men for how they're supposed to um, perform financially in a dating world and dating scene. Pressure on women for how they're supposed to perform in the sense of dating, meaning of, of, of sex and, and, and doing that. There's a lot of pressures that are going on and it turns into an exchange. And I'm not sure that it always has to be, but it can turn into an exchange. So the question is, like, what, where do you fall in that? What do you do with that? And again, that's probably a discussion for a larger podcast, but I just wanted to... To, to dump that in there and I actually want to have that discussion but with some guests I'd like to hear from some other people about their perspective on the money dating money sex money how does money really play into those interpersonal relationships money and dating meaning do you date money, men who earn who earn more than you intentionally are you looking to be taken care of as a man do you want to do you feel like you want to take care of your woman i'd like to have that kind of a panel discussion so if you're interested in that please reach out to me malik m-a-l-i-e-k at the com. hit me on the dm wherever just let me know if you're interested in having that discussion we can get that we can get that going um so for today's episode i know already like nine minutes in and i'm just getting to what today's episode is about it's an extension of that conversation and it relates to money and relationships, but money and friendships. So, you know, when I talk about, I've spoken about this before about dating and relationships and I've talked about how the challenges that come when people who date have significantly varying um, income levels. And it, it the, the situation comes up, whether it's a man or woman, it doesn't really matter. But when the income of two people is very different, meaning one person earns at one end of the spectrum and the other person earns at the other end challenges do come up about what roles people are supposed to pay when are you supposed to um how are you supposed to divvy up bills if you end up living together and how do you share experiences right so a good example of this i had a friend who told me she was dating a guy you know and it's funny because everyone thinks that when i bring this up i mean someone who you know this person making 100 and the person they dating makes 40 that's one situation but there's also the situation of a friend of mine who told me about she is a she makes a healthy six figures, probably makes close to two hundred thousand dollars a year, if not more. And she was dating a guy who made millions. So it's the same thing. Like, right. There's a big difference. And she she told me that he when they went on when they went to go on vacation, um, he kind of told her that he's used to staying at, let's say, a four seasons. And but because she they were going to go half on it, he was willing to stay at a lower, lesser hotel for her. And for me, that was a um, that was like a deal breaker for her because the way he was coming at it was like, well, I have the resources. I have the resources to stay at the Four Seasons. So when I normally travel, I stay at the Four Seasons. But since you're going to I know that basically like I know how much money you make or how much money you have. I'm not going to force you to come out your pocket half for the Four Seasons. I'm just going to. I'm willing <laughs> to stay at a hotel you can afford um, Where I thought that was interesting or, or just like not really a way to handle somebody Is that if you are if you are used to staying at the Four Seasons And that's the way in which you roll And you were going to go on the trip Then you should have booked a trip for the Four Seasons And you shouldn't have asked her to pay half You should have just booked a trip for the Four Seasons Because when a man and a woman are traveling Um Booking a hotel and going half to me in a room where we're both sleeping in the same bed It's kind of like why? Like what difference does it make? You were getting a room regardless I'm just sleeping in there with you <laughs> So it doesn't really make a difference Um, To me, again, call me what I don't think it makes a difference So, And I would feel the same way If I was going on a trip Or I wanted to go on a trip with a dude And I 
I know the hotel that I stay in. I'm booking and I, this is where I want to stay. And I booked the hotel. Well, I don't need him to go half with me on the hotel. Like, it, I'm. this is the hotel that I'm booking. So I'm staying in. Now, he can buy the flight so he can do something else. Like, we can do something like that to kind of split it. But I don't know. The whole half on a hotel room that we're both going to sleep in and not get our own beds. Like, when you stay in with your homegirl, is a little different. But whatever. So when he did that, I was like, this is one of those moments where people don't always think that the, the whole thing of the difference of money and dating comes up even when the when both people are high earners. And that's because different levels of earning expose you to different levels of spending and expose people to different levels of expect expectations. So it's like a conversation about where <clears throat> where does the money as a responsible financial person because that's all we that's what we all strive to be financially responsible. How does it work in dating if you're the person who's going to you're the person in the dating situation, how do you responsibly date and, <clears throat> excuse me, and responsibly manage your finances? And it's, it, it, what are the roles? What role does each person have in that? What do you subscribe to? And the real question is, when are you supposed to talk about that? Um, I've had many episodes where we talk about um, honesty and that financial honesty is important. And if you don't tell the truth about your finances, you're not respecting the five, the five pillars of financial emancipation. One of the five is to tell the truth. You must be honest about your finances and that includes being honest about how much money you earn. The question becomes how do when and when in a dating situation do you share that information? When do you let a person know um, where, where you are financially and does the way in which you choose to date um, kind of say that, right? Um, you know, I had another conversation. I ended up having a lot of conversations with people about money even when the conversations are not specifically about money. So that's why I kind of am able to recall them. So I had a conversation with a friend who was explaining to me that in a dating situation, um, she was asked, the person was asking her to go on a date and want to take her to the movies. And he, or she said, okay, great. They live in Brooklyn. They, she wanted to go to the movie theater that has the food and drinks. And he was insistent that they go to, if you live in New York, they went to um, Times Square. And, you know, immediately for both of us, as we were having the conversation, the offer for the Times Square movie theater was a red flag. Now, some people will call us snobs. I think we might be okay with that. But the 42nd Street movie theater is full of tourists. It has been shut down more than once for bed bugs. So I already knew right then and there. I was like, I would never go to that movie theater, right? And so she was kind of like, eh, I don't want to go to that movie theater, right? She's like, what are we, teenagers? And I felt the same way. And because you and then again I realized that we're a little like snobby right because <laughs> the the movie theater at 42nd street you don't pick your seats and I'm telling you I haven't been to a movie theater in a few years where you can't pick your seats I think I look and if I can't reserve seats unless I'm like out of town somewhere I'm like if I can't reserve seats I don't want to go to that movie theater right because I've become accustomed to being able to go to my seat walk in you don't got to find a seat in the dark you don't got to get there early so you can find a seat um I, I like to go to the movie theater in Brooklyn, um, Alamo, that has the food and the drinks and the comfortable seats and starts on time and you can't come in late. I like to go there too. So it's a little spoiled. You, you can become a little spoiled, right? But it was like a snobbish thing, but he wanted to go there for whatever reason he had. I'm not sure. We're not sure because it didn't, things didn't go beyond the first date. So we never got to figure out why he wanted to go to that movie theater. But we can assume that he didn't want to go because the tickets are more expensive at 
the um the the the, the dine-in movie theater and there's a consistent ex- expense that goes along with the food and the drinks that you can go there maybe he just wasn't prepared to spend that kind of money on a date but when we talked further about his what he did for a living and you know he at the time he's like 40 years old he lives with his parents like I you know I, I was gathering from the conversation that she was having with me that maybe he was having some financial issues and again I come at this on the side of always saying that every person should remain financially responsible no matter what situation that they're in so you should not break the bank financially for a dating situation right at the same time though you have to be mindful that that type of it, it may it, you may not be able to date the same people or the people you think you want to date if you are on a limited budget and you can't be creative with that limited budget i don't think his trip to the 42nd street um uh movie theater was created you know if he still wanted to date and pursue her they could have gone for a walk in central park where they went and got ice cream and took a walk around central park that would be creative or prospect park they're both from brooklyn like he could have done something that was more creative creative and made it and and kept it within his budget gave an opportunity for her to get to know him so that maybe if it was three days later um he would have been able to express to her that you know he's he's on a limited budget and so he wants to keep the dates and maybe by then she would like him and she would be okay with that it's possible not guaranteed but it's possible um and so it 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 becomes a question of when do you bring these type of conversations up how clear are you and when as a person who's on the other side of it when do you recognize it as listen this person is trying to be financially responsible or this person is just cheap or this person and I just don't mesh because we don't have the same kind of expectations about these things I've always I brought this up many times before about um Applebee's and places like that to eat you know there was you know we had a conversation about you know, the dates and people saying I should be going to high end restaurants. And, and I said, you know, like I love STK, like the next person, but uh, STK is a very expensive first date. So if you ain't balling the hell out, you shouldn't be taking nobody on a first date, meaning you don't even know this person to STK. My opinion, that's my opinion. But if you got it and STK is like Applebee's to you, then by all means, call me, first of all. <laughs> Hit me up if you got it like that and you want to take people on first dates to STK. I am always open to a first date. Um, but but you know what I mean? Like it's it's very it's very um we, we have to become realistic. And so those are kind of like discussions that I want to be able to have is like when is the right time? When do you start to talk about these things or when do you present yourself or as women and you're on the on the receiving end of someone dating you, how do you deal with this? And you know, when you're a person yourself who's struggling, right? How do you, how, how, how good and compassionate are you to another person who's struggling, a guy who may be struggling or, or trying to make ends meet? How compassionate are you when it comes to, to um, being taken out? Are you sitting somewhere trying to be taken out and treated in a way in which you can't treat yourself? Because that's a big thing we have to think about, right? Are you expecting and looking towards people to treat you in ways that you don't treat yourself? This runs into friendships as well. You know, you could be the person, you could be the friend that everyone thinks has money. Everyone has these people who they think their friends have money. And most of the time, if you're the friend who everybody thinks has money, you do have money. And you just don't want everybody to know you got money. But you're that friend. Everybody has a friend in the friend group. They're like, that, that, she got some money. She goes, we know what she do for a living. We know she got a little money. So if you have, if you think to yourself that, if you're the person looking at the friend and saying she got money, right? Then you might have some expectations. Let's say y'all are traveling together. 
she may be like, let's stay at the Four Seasons. You may be like, chick, I can't afford to stay at the Four Seasons, right? So, but she may say, I already booked it at the Four Seasons. So what happens? Do you not go? And I'm going to stop using the Four Seasons because let me tell you, I, the Four Seasons is not love. I haven't stayed at the Four Seasons yet, yet, yet. Just put that yet on there because I'm putting that in the universe. I haven't put stayed at the Four Seasons. But even, you know, people have different levels, like, right? Like you go to a, you go on a trip. And you, you book a hotel. I am good for this. If anytime I'm ever going on a group trip with anybody, I rush to book the hotel. Like, I'll book the hotel because I am so specific about the hotels I stay in. First of all, if you can't tell already, I have a huge immense fear of, like, these bed bugs and just nasty hotels. That is, like, my worst fear. So I am the travel travel trip advisor. I read the reviews. I am a hotel, like, detective. So I like to take the hint. But also, too, in some instances, I am a person who will lean towards a more expensive hotel. And, um, you know, I have friends who are like, girl, what are you doing? Why are we staying at the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, why? Like, you know, so I, I have to be mindful of that because when I travel alone, I just go stay at whatever hotel I want. That's within my, like, mindful price range. But everyone's price range is different. So you got to think about that. You got to talk about that. And so what happens when you want to travel together, you and your friend, your friend, your ace, your, you know, and you and your friend don't have the same kind of like, um, you know, level for the, for the travel. What do you do? Do you not travel with that person? This is your friend. This is your home girl. Or do you make, um, do you make adjustments? What do you do? And, and, and I, I have these conversations sometime and it's been a couple of episodes like this where it's like, we're not talking about how to manage your money. We're talking about the way money runs a thread through all aspects of your life. Um, talking about how money runs through dating, how money, money runs through friendships, money runs through relationships, money runs through family, run, money runs through marriage. It's always there. And how people spend their money and their, their spending habits, which is something that we always talk about, runs through their people's level of honesty when it comes to money. It runs through dating, family, relationships. It runs through that. People's expectations about other people's money runs through all your, all your relationships and situations. You know, I was... I, I I heard someone say to me in front of me, oh, you know, Malik be balling. I was like, where did you get that from? This person doesn't even know me like that. Like, I was like, where did you get that from? But you add in social media and things like that and people's perception of what you're doing. You know, I travel a lot. For me, to, for people to look at me and think I have money because I travel a lot, you probably should be looking at me and thinking that chick is probably broke because she travels a lot because traveling is expensive. It's very expensive to travel, especially the way that I like to like pick up and travel. It, it, it's expensive. It doesn't have to be, but it definitely can be. And so, but somebody said it to me, oh, you balling. And I said, you know, all of those things, money comes up all the time. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you say, Malik, you're just kind of talking about things that are just more unrelated to like the technical part of, of money management. Don't worry. Not only will I get back there. We got 170 something episodes prior to this one where if you go through them, you will hear all the how to how to create a budget, how to manage your credit, how to save for a house. Why is your savings important? Why is your retirement important? Like I have gone through like all of those things, you know, dealing with um, money in relationships, like technical ways to deal with money in relationships, how to how to stay on budget. We've covered those things. And I will continue to cover those things. But sometimes it's about pulling the string of how all of this, these things with money relate to your life, relate to how you deal with things. You know, money is the backdrop to everything. 
It's why I chose to do a podcast about it. Money is truly the backdrop to everything. And it comes up in every situation. And for me, when I hear it, when I hear situations, I think about the money first because that's just how I think. That's the way I, that's what I do, right? So I think about the money first. I can cost out anything and start costing out things and make a whole analysis on something. That's just what I do. But, you know, there are going to be episodes like this one where we're just kind of talking about like, how does money play into it? How do we feel about the ways in which people we relate to handle money? Where does the resentment and the anger and the, and, the, and the pain that's associated with money come from? How do we take our personal habits as it relates to money, pass them on to our children and, and create the ways in which they relate to money? It's all there. So in the summer, this summer, we're talking more about those things and how we manage that type of part of financial emancipation because there's a there's a. There's a part of finances as again, as it's running through the thread of your life that we still have to deal with. And we pull that string different ways in different points in our life and we got to talk about it. And so we're talking about it today in relationship to dating. We're talking about it in relationship to friendships and family and vacation and, and things like that. How do you, how do you manage it? I'd love to hear your feedback. I want to hear what you, what you think about it. And just as an FYI, cause I'm going to wrap up today. I'm looking for guests for the podcast. If you're interested in talking about a topic and you want to come at it from a different perspective, or even if you want to agree with my perspective, I'd love to hear you on the podcast. It's very simple. Don't think we have to like do anything magical for you to be on the podcast. I have ways I can get you on the podcast. We can do it via phone. Um, I can schedule the podcast around, you know, recording with you. It, we can do this. But if you're looking to be a guest on the podcast, the next couple of episodes um, leading through September, I'm going to be looking to have people on to discuss these topics so we can hear a perspective other than mine. Um, I'd love to do that. So feel free to reach out to me, um, Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at the financial emancipation dot com. Hit me on the DM, follow me on financial, um, on Instagram at financial emancipation and send me a message if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast. So we can kind of talk about these things. So I'm going to wrap up today. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, if, if you haven't already done so, make sure you head over into Facebook and join the Facebook group where we kind of have these discussions as well. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me and I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.